This week on the Cynical Optimist podcast, who's in and who's out of the MCU? Where will Sonic pop up next for his anniversary? And who should play Mario in the upcoming movie? Hello and welcome back to the Cynical Optimist, the superstar podcast. I am Phil. I don't get it. Well, I, I do have a different... I do have, actually have two, <laughs> two takes this week. I know, I <laughs> If you want me to try again. No, we're, we're, we're going now. We're okay. in the flow. We're in, the, we're in that face-to-face classic Cynical Optimist flow that we used to have. <laughs> we were talking about it and I don't think we've recorded we're recording in person if that wasn't already abundantly <laughs> obvious <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were saying I don't. I think it's been over 18 months since we've recorded this podcast in person we've done A Way Out if you've not seen that go watch it it's on the Holo Projectors Arcade we've done other things in person this is the first time we've done the podcast in person because obviously Covid and obviously it's just a bit difficult to meet up on a weekly basis to kind of record like this so we're buzzed uh, to be recording in person again. Yeah. We've had a little bit of alcohol. Yeah, but we've... We, we, it's the bank holiday weekend. It's a Friday night. It's a Friday night. YOLO. <laughs> anyway, this is the podcast where we review the film, TV and gaming news of the fortnight. And then in the second half, we go more in depth on a pop culture topic. Uh, so this could be a review, discussing a controversy or even pitching our own ideas. This week... In light of the news that the head of Illumination was added to Nintendo's board, I think this happened about a month ago now, but, <laughs> uh, we thought it was high time that we had a look at this Mario movie that's been stated to be coming for a while. This so-called Mario movie. In this so-called Commerce. Super Mario movie. <laughs> and we thought we would pitch the plot. So join us, because that is sure, I'm based on just this introduction... It's going to be some very interesting pictures for what the movie will be about. <laughs> but first, how are you, Nick? I'm very good. It's nice to be sufficiently alcoholated for recording a podcast. It's good to see you again as well. It's, uh, it's, it's very nice to be able to do this. It's, it's always a pleasure to, to do this in person. Um, it does mean that if you're listening back to this, there's probably going to be a lot more talking over each other because we're just using one mic. <laughs> um, because I can't do that really tactical thing where I just mute the person who's making the worst point but in real life we see each other's I mean we did webcam for webcam webcam what year am I in we did like video for the last few calls we've done this season but yeah. now we can we can see when we're going to ramp up and talk over each other yeah, it's, a lot, it's, it's easier to, to read body language when you're literally sat next to each other no it isn't see I just did it then <laughs> see <laughs> apart from outbursts like that I guess yeah it's definitely been better because well before I guess this year we've not really either one of us or both of us has not really had the internet to do video but it definitely is it definitely is better with video and we had video when we did it with with James on a few few episodes ago and that just made it easier again with three people you could kind of uh, work it a bit better because it is difficult when you can't see them we end up talking over each other a lot Day, if we talk over each other, it's because it's on purpose and we're being arrogant. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I'm sure that won't happen. We're both very modest people, really. Um, should we get on with the show? Yeah, I was trying to think of a witty way to intercut you then, but I couldn't. Because <laughs> I'm just too modest. My modesty filter just took You're over. the most modest. <laughs> <laughs> there is an award for modesty. <laughs> You'd get it. Yeah. Uh, Phil, have you heard of uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe before? No, can you explain it to me? Well, in 2008, there was a film yeah. called Iron Man, directed by John Favreau. And at the end of that film, Nick Fury appears and says, Alright, Iron Man, you're going to be a superhero now, and we've got some others. And for legal contract reasons, I, I originally said something about Spider-Man and X-Men, but I can't say this, so we're going to re-edit it so that I just talk about some other initiative. But either way, there's some films coming with other superheroes. Wait, what? That's what he says at the end of the movie. Does he just... Does this rambling just trail off? Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I honestly didn't know. Did he actually say X-Men Spider-Man? It, well, he was going to. This, this isn't this week's news, by the way. This is news from like a year ago. But yeah, there was a deleted scene where he says something like, I've got my hands full with radioactive spiders. And they had to cut that. Yeah, um, oh yeah, this is genuine. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah and they had to cut it. Um, also, we were, like, we were going to be seeing the Avengers Tower in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, but again, all the sort of sort of contract negotiations and stuff ended up with none of this happening. But that was nearly a thing. But it is a thing now, kind of. Yeah. But if that had happened, that kind of implies it would have been Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Well, last week we spoke about Andrew Garfield's adamant dismissal. Was it last week? Two weeks ago. Yeah. His dismissal that he's that he's going to be in Spider-Man Far. No. No way home. No way home is no one. way comma home um, <laughs> but Emma Stone's been chatting to I think the same podcaster who, who initially un, uh, interviewed Andrew Garfield she's obviously promoting Cruella at the moment which has got good reviews side note um, I'm quite excited but she's okay, if we're doing side note I just saw a tweet today which says like the backstory of Cruella it's so daft have you seen it no I don't the, reason, the reason why Cruella hates Dalmatians one bit her I don't know well, I'm gonna actually look this up because I don't know. Very well, I actually funny... quite want to watch this movie. Oh god, then. It's kind of spoiler alert coming up. For... Spoiler alert for Cruella. So her mother gets pulled off a cliff by a Dalmatian. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's that. Is, that is the whole motivation. I don't hate that. That's. I mean, I don't hate Dalmatians. It, it de- I mean, I don't hate Dalmatians. It definitely didn't need to be that. No. That's incredibly specific. Yeah, but Phil, have you seen any, literally any of the live-action Disney movies? No. So. <laughs> <laughs> literally you're, none. You're not, like, that's that's quite a good, That's that sounds like quite a good story compared to the other shit. I'm going to watch it. It looks good. No. Anyway, Emma Stone has been chatting to the podcaster who interviewed Andrew Garfield, and um, she said... Uh, regarding those rumours she said I have heard those rumours I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything but I'm not and then trails off mm. so what does that mean uh, is she in it if you had to bet your life on it well it's a, there's a chance that they're both telling the truth and just like there's just a line in it where Tom Holland goes to P- uh, Tobey Maguire well I can see at least 
two or three of us made it. <laughs> like, real passive-aggressive as if he invited Andrew Garfield. But, I mean, know. she trailed off at the end of that sentence, like... Um... Clearly she knows more than she's letting on. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't in it, would you really say, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything? If you weren't... I suppose she's she is kind of actively employed by, like, Disney. You know, she could have just been walking past the shoot one day and saw, seen something. But this is a Sony film, actually, just thinking about it as well. It's not, it's not even... It's not even like she's going to get in trouble. And, and I mean, Corella's filmed as well. Like, I don't know. Oscar Isaac's in. He's in. Emma Stone's supposedly out. Oscar Isaac's in. Well, he's Moon Knight, isn't he's, he? Yeah, but he was only just confirmed as Moon Knight. Because it was, uh, all, it oh, was, it was all, just rumours It was all rumours before. And then they've he posted a picture with loads of comics in the background. And then they, they, they retweeted it um, with a quote from him. But he's there. He's in it. He's definitely going to be Moonlight. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who else is in or out of the MCU? Aaron Taylor Johnson. He played Quicksilver in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Do you remember him? Yep. He was all like, coming." Yeah, and then they didn't cast him in One Division. Yeah. Well, he's out now. He's definitely out now because he's in the. He's in. He's out of the. He's out of the MCU and he's he's into the spunk. What the Spider-Man, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters? Come on, how, do you not, okay. how did you not remember that? <laughs> he's in the Spump. Um, he's been cast as Craven the fucking Hunter. Is this for Venom Three? No, it's for a Craven. The Let f- there be even more cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is another character which I'm just kind of like. This character works alongside Spider-Man really well. Do we really want to do him without Spider-Man? Unless he's hunting Venom, of course. That's that's the only way I can think that they'll integrate him in. Because basically, the whole point of this character is just this sort of big trophy hunter, and right, and and suddenly he's presented with like the news art- articles about Spider Man. He's like, well, that's the ultimate hunt. <laughs> he's the ultimate spunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then he he travels to New York and and fights Spider Man. Um, and that's basically the whole thing of his character. Um, so without Spider-Man, what do they do? I guess he probably sees Venom in newspapers and thinks, I'm going to hunt this guy. Yeah. Um, well, you'd assume, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's the only way I can think of them working this. How long are they going to like do this without Spider-Man? Because every time they do this, like Morbius, Venom, Craven, they, they always have to think, they always have to like, imagine a scenario where they can exist without Spider-Man so like surely at one point they've got to just put Spider-Man in one of these movies I mean they did a they did a whole Joker movie without Batman one that's true yeah I mean it's gonna the longer it goes on you're right the the more and more it's gonna be very contrived yeah that Spider-Man's not in it I mean I guess kind of pitching Venom as like the anti-hero that he is I guess he can fill in the void a little bit more of Oh, you haven't even seen Venom. Yeah, he he sort of fills in. You as, told me not to. No, I know it's crap. But he <laughs> fills in as a kind of like anti-hero. So I guess they're kind of presenting him as like the kind of sympathetic edge in this universe, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of I mean I just kind of disagree with. But you know what? Let's just see how this thing pans out. Yeah, we've also got. I mean, we've got a potentially. Alfred Molina's already pretty much confirmed he's in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Yeah. So we know there is some dimension hopping going on unless it's just he's recast as the same yeah I guess yeah I mean I, I, I've i said this before but I do think it would be enormous 
like to for lack of a better phrase enormous blue balls to Marvel fans mm. to have all this stuff where they're just teasing multiverse teasing multiverse teasing multiverse not doing it ever yeah <laughs> um, so I am I do think that there has to be I mean in a way it's clever by Marvel to only announce Alfred Molina because it, it's they haven't, even, they, they haven't announced Alfred Molina it's just become all they've done so far is put J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson and then have Evan Peters pop up as Ralph Boner so but sh- the casting of um, Alfred Molina and that I mean Alfred, like that was sort of like a, a, a kind of leak they, oh I see they didn't announce it it was just kind of like it wasn't even necessarily a leak it was just like maybe like an IMDB listing or something and then someone asked Alfred Molina about it and he, he spoke a bit about it yeah but even if you were in a position where you could control these things surely this kind of speculation making hmm. is a dream for your kind of advertising oh yeah one of your villains from Tobey Maguire Spider-Man one of your villains from Andrew Garfield Spider-Man yeah but Tobey Maguire Andrew Garfield saying nothing to the point where it's incredibly unconvincing in Andrew Garfield's case yeah this is like what you dream of because it's fueling what we're doing now it's fueling the speculation yeah it's a lot better to do it this way from their point of view yeah. than to just release the whole cast. Maybe they will keep, as you say, blue balling because it's kind of like, will they, won't they? You and know, Andrew like... Garfield will appear, but he's called Ralph McCracken. <laughs> <laughs> but is it kind of, yeah, will it be more like on TV shows where the, the sort of heroes, the protagonists never get together? Will they just keep teasing it out to kind of keep interest? Uh, yeah well they finally do multiverse in MCU phase 10 <laughs> but I mean I think I think what well, the point I was sort of making was that I think maybe they're not going to sort of bring a, a Spider-Man into the into the spunk until maybe after No Way Home when they've got a few Spider-Men to sort of play with yeah and then maybe I mean yeah I mean Garfield is kind of the most obvious choice for me because Maguire has already already fight a has already fought a Venom, yeah. Um, so you could bring across Garfield into that universe, and I'd I'd be like, yeah, all right, fine. Um, it's just weird because we see Michael Keaton in the Morbius trailer as well. Was well, he playing? Do you remember? Have you seen the Morbius trailer? He's he's. I may it may when did it come out? Oh, I don't know, like a year ago. I definitely forgotten. <laughs> Michael Keaton pops up. He's the Vulture in it. That is weird. And there's a mural of the Tobey Maguire-looking Spider-Man and the Tobey Maguire-era Daily Bugle newspaper in that trailer as well. God, it's a mess. <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to clean up this mess. Yeah. Do are they are they like are they deliberately doing that or have they just kind of forgotten which is which? Sony are just happy to be making money on a Spider-Man film. Exactly. All right. So uh, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson's in. No, he's out. He's out of the MCU. He's into the spunk. Kit Harrington's in. He was he was previously sort of rumored as well, but he's officially popped up in the trailer for the Eternals. Yes. Um, along with his fellow Game of Thrones, um, Stark brother uh, Richard Madden. Mm. Um, this looks good. Did you did you see the trailer? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not got the same. It's got actual colours in it, hasn't it? It's got actual colours. Apparently, yeah, Chloe Zhao, who's directed it, um, directed Nomadland, which has just won Best Picture at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I saw it last night. It's really good. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, she's kind of insisted on a lot of sort of actual practical filming locations on this. So I think you can tell the difference. Um, and I'm really excited for this. This actually looks really good. I, I haven't read any of the comics, so I, I don't know really what to take away from this trailer, but it's got a really good cast. Um, where were they during the world-ending event, during the universe-ending events? That's always the di- well, that's the difficult thing in the solo films as well. Like, yeah. During this whole... You know, even like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, why didn't Doctor Strange show up and just give him a hand? Yeah. Like, that is the difficulty of these um, comic book things, isn't it? Mm. But they might explain it. Gemma Chan's back in the MCU after her a previous character that she played was killed off in Captain Marvel. Right. So that's fun. She was out, then she's back in. I think that's it for my MCU tangent. <laughs> Star Wars. Have you heard of it? No. Oh. I assume it's stars fighting each other. That's correct. Yeah. Well, one of the stars. Hey. See what I did that's there? very good. Uh, Gina Carano. You've heard of her? Yep. Famous sort of anti-vaxxer right-wing <laughs> compared <laughs> right-wing America to Jewish people during World War Two. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, she was due to sort of um, lead on the uh, Rangers of the New Republic series. Sounds like that's quietly been pushed aside. Well, they're just canning the whole show. Well, it hasn't really been officially announced that they're canning it, obviously. But I think they've kind of quietly ended but, the production. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the wouldn't be the first time someone gets announced and then quietly shelved. Yeah. I mean, I think I think there there will I. Th- I think something will appear from this at some point because I don't think it's very like it's not very Disney to just sort of like never produce something that's been announced I don't think I'm sure there probably have been Disney pro- projects there probably has but they sort of announced it with quite a bit of sort of fanfare at the, at the Disney event yeah. I think there'll be like some kind of like uh, or at least they'll integrate some of the plot with like the future series of the Mandalorian or something or yeah or book of um Book of Boba Fett. Or Book of Boba Fett, yeah, exactly. Because I think that, like, they they did set some of this up in The Mandalorian that I still kind of want to see come to fruition. Like, excusing, like, leaving leaving Cara Dune out of it, I think there's some interesting stuff about, like, how the New Republic starts up that I'd quite like to see. Yeah. I've I've mentioned to you before about my favourite canon Star Wars book, which is Bloodlines, Mm -hmm. I think. The one where... It's Princess Leia, and it's kind of the start of the resist, the start of the resistance and the first order, and this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Um, one of my all-time favorite Star Wars books, like of both Legends and Canon, possibly. It's really good, and and Leia gets that kind of "I am your father" moment, which is which is really interesting. It's played out in a very dramatic way, and there's just the right amount of Han Solo in it, and there's just the right amount of everything really. So I, I mean, I'd love to see some of the plot lines from that and, and this kind of come to fruition eventually because I think it would just be a bit of a shame to sort of chuck all of it out just for the sake of one yeah yeah it would be interesting well it's the same way that it's um watching the Bad Batch mm. it's interesting to see the, the launch of the Empire oh man I've always wanted to know like, we'll talk briefly about the. we'll, we'll probably do a whole episode we're going to do that. a whole episode on the Bad Batch once it finishes but mild spoilers here it's really interesting to know because I've always wondered why the clones were sort of phased out yeah um, and it just sort of well made... I think it the, the before this the, the canon answer was just like they didn't need them anymore kind of thing mm. because it was it was better for the Empire to have more less well skilled soldiers because yeah. all they had to do is create the illusion 
it's true yeah superior and you can't you can't but you can get to that obviously through yeah, yeah. the show i'm sure the show will get to that but it's good to see the detail yeah exactly because like you can you can assume that but i like the fact that they've kind of come around and said like oh yeah well, i mean like obviously clothing is more expensive than just like yeah plucking people off the street like yeah it's it's more about quantity than quality um which which I think is a really interesting element that they're exploring. So mm. I look forward to see what else comes of that. Edgar Wright's new film got a trailer this week. Oh, I haven't seen the trailer, but I've seen all the posters. And it does look interesting. Like I've seen him. He's been tweeting obviously a lot about it. Yeah. He's, been, he's well, obviously it's his new film. He's bound to be excited, but it does look interesting. Mm. I really need to see the trailer. It's called Last Night in Soho, starring Anya Taylor Joy, Matt Smith. Probably some other people, but I haven't written anyone's names down. Um, it's kind of... It's horror. Which... I, I mean, I didn't really know anything about this film until I saw the trailer, so... I was quite... It, it looks very interesting. Um, hmm. And I really... I really hate to do this to a director, but, like, also... Like, I, I do kind of miss that old-school Edgar Wright. And I know that's really unfair to say, like... Oh, yeah, stick to what you've... No, What's his last film, Baby Driver? Has he had one since? It was Baby Driver, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed Baby Driver. I did enjoy I, it. But I, I it... felt it was at least reasonably in line with, like, his older stuff. See, I found it a little bit more, uh, kind of Americanized, which is. Like, I mean, that's fair. Which is like, I, I love American films, but like, yeah, I there, kind there, of... yeah, no, I agree. There is a there is a distinct difference between the Cornetto trilogy, yeah, and then uh, Scott Pilgrim onwards. Because the, I mean, the cinematography of of this as well. Even if we're just talking about, because it was um, a chap called Jess Hall, I think, who did the the Cornetto trilogy, mm. uh, who also did Wonder Vision, and I think like he's got a, such a skill for doing like comedy cinematography, and I yeah. think that was such a big part of Edgar Wright's films as well. Like you've got like one of my favourite all time cinema comedy shots is. Uh, Timothy Dalton standing in front of the picture of Timothy Dalton. Oh yeah, with yeah. the same like pose and everything. I think that's just it's just utter genius. And like the even in, up to the world's end as well, you've got all the beers sort of pumping and like the sort of zoom in crash zooms and stuff. It all just looks really cool. And he's moved away from that, which like I'm, I'm yeah, he's done three films in that kind of style. So I mean, it's fair enough if he wants to move on. But I just yeah, I just wasn't quite expecting this because um, mm. it looks. It, the cinematography and the look of it looks like a filmy film, which I can't complain at. But also, I'm a tiny bit disappointed at. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? I I do know what you mean. It's like it looks good. It, it's it, it's wanting someone you're a fan of to try what they want to try. Yeah. But it's also like, but why aren't you doing the thing that I know you best? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you've seen because everyone makes filmy films. That's 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 my point. I think is that like. I've just done a sort of binge of all the Oscar films and like they're all beautifully shot and they're all really stunning to look at and everything but and they're all filmy films but like hmm. I kind of want something that isn't a filmy film you know what I mean yeah I do get what you mean did you ever see Spaced yeah I loved it yeah yeah, yeah. I watched that over Christmas yeah it's fantastic yeah and it's interesting to see that's where Edgar Wright obviously started and yeah yeah I mean we'll obviously we'll watch it when it comes out we'll give it the, we'll give it the same chance as everything else I think Especially Edgar Wright is someone that I, you know, that that's a director that can get me in the seat kind of thing. Yeah, just oh, by yeah, name. Sure. But yeah, definitely. I'm, well, I'm not much of a horror watcher, but I'll watch an Edgar Wright film kind yeah. of thing. 
but yeah it does look good and I like Matt Smith as well and and the whole cast looks really good and Taylor Joy was fantastic in the Queen's Gambit yeah yes that's true also uh, Thomas Sim McKenzie who was um, the Jewish girl in um, Jojo Rabbit oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so she was really good in that as well yeah she so. was yeah good cast <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka in a prequel movie See, I saw this getting tweeted and I thought it was a joke <laughs> I honestly thought somebody was making a riff on you know Cruella but it's an, a real movie that's happening it's a, real a Willy movie. Wonka origin story yep I think I think it'll actually be good and hear me out it's Paul King who did uh the, the the two Paddington movies oh I do like the Paddington movies both of which are excellent they and, are both excellent and quirky and they they riff off a, uh, a, a source material but bring their own story but so. would it be the same without Christopher Lee sounding out the word chocolate <laughs> <laughs> chocolate <laughs> like honestly when I think Lollipop. of <laughs> when I think of the most recent Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that's the only bit I think of <laughs> is Christopher Lee sounding out the word of sweets Halloween lollipop chocolate chocolate <laughs> um, no it won't be the same but it might be better who knows <laughs> <laughs> um, producer David Heyman who's behind the Harry Potter movies yeah I mean this could be quite good. I like Timothy Chalamet a lot as well. Um, he's a really good actor. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. It's a prequel to, to Willy Wonka. Will it be him in the jungle finding the Umpa Lumpers? Do you remember that bit in the flashback in the Johnny Depp one when there's a. Yeah. Like, so I guess maybe Act One in england growing up act two i'm gonna go to the jungle act three ah oh, there's some threat in the jungle me and the implementers are gonna team up and fight it <laughs> end of movie yeah i mean there's a risk of <laughs> it's kind of a, i mean if they if they set it actually is called umpa land isn't it i'm not just making like a that i'm pretty sure it's called umpa land. land i it's it's <laughs> i'm not sure it's the kind of thing for 2021 or beyond cinema yeah particularly like it's perfectly innocent in its context yeah. <laughs> but I just don't know if you could get away with it nowadays yeah it also comes across as a bit I mean if, if they do as well it comes across as a little bit sort of white saviour doesn't it like a little bit colonial yeah <laughs> a little bit imperial yeah so who knows how that plays out yeah um, I guess we'll see That I mean actually I'm excited for this because it could either be like one of the great movies of that year or it might be just like a disaster I honestly think I'm excited either way <laughs> yeah it's one of those movies where you gotta think it's uh, it's not gonna be I don't think it's gonna be average mm. it's gonna be one of the two extremes and I'm happy to flip the coin <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm excited for whichever way it goes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, Joker-esque story uh, apparently Todd Phillips is, is working on a script for a Joker 2 this is very much a rumour at the moment but, yeah. but it, it I mean it made a lot of money didn't it it did it's been a couple of years he, he, even though I think he was adamant it was a solo movie at the time a couple of years to reflect a couple of years to come up with new ideas yeah I mean not I was going to make I'm not going to make any jokes at the expense of Tom Phillips I think the Joker was a good movie 
I was very tempted to though just because I was going to make a hangover comparison <laughs> and how all three hangover movies are essentially the same <laughs> yeah but I held back so Joker wakes up on a rooftop in the sequel and... <laughs> the events just play out the exact same <laughs> yeah fine I mean if they do it uh, you were, we were talking earlier about the spunk do you, do you think they need to bring in a Batman if they do this I don't necessarily think they have to. The thing is, though, it's the same as what we were discussing with the spunk. <laughs> yeah. It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, the longer it goes on, the more and more the expectation will be there. Basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I think is going to be the thing, you know. Uh, so I think, especially since you had young Bruce Wayne in, in Joker. Oh, in Joker. Right, okay, yeah. So, I don't. I don't think there needs to be a sequel to Joker, but I can see why money might drive a sequel to Joker, and I think it will end with the Flash coming out of a portal and being like, "Uh oh, we need I, you. We need you <laughs> for the Justice League initiative." <laughs> what and to to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or to Bruce Wayne? No, Joaquin Phoenix's okay, Joker. Okay, right. Yeah. So we need like a sort of um. We need a. We we need a depressed man with no physical <laughs> powers to come and start a mob or something in our universe. Like what? Just, just imagine the fight scenes from Justice League. <laughs> but every so often you cut away to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker doing that dance. Yeah. No, I mean, and then it just goes back to the action. He'll come through and say like, "Hey, we've got a uh, we've got a talk show host who needs dealing with in our universe." <laughs> Do you want to come with? <laughs> he laughs at people on the TV. you got to come and shoot him. He'll introduce you as Joker. Yeah. Uh, Alright. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> and my last story, even though I feel like I've forgotten something big, but my last story is Amazon, the small pokey online shopping store Amazon this, the small startup. yeah oh actually sorry while we're we on need this to, we need to say Amazon as many times as possible to get its name out there that's how unknown it is <laughs> this goes out on Amazon Podcast doesn't it it does um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, bit might all be bleeped on Amazon Podcast yeah I know probably I was actually just going to have a little sub rant of this as well I didn't include this in my news but uh, I think like the head of Amazon Studios came out this week and said like we all need to watch the Lord of the Rings series when it comes out because they've spent an awful lot of money on it that could exceed one billion dollars so we all need to go and watch the Lord of the Rings TV show he's desperate that we all come and watch it That that's not really like something that you, you announce in the press that's something you say to your family when you're going to go see your youngest <laughs> daughter in the, pa- like yeah. in the pantomime we're yeah. all going to go see it <laughs> and we're all going to enjoy it it really I mean obviously I would watch this Lord of the Rings show because I love Lord of the Rings and this that, and the other but like that's kind of putting me off like this fucking tax dodging company has now come out and said like oh we all need you to actually rally up and see this like yeah we, we need you to support us yeah because we've time. spent a lot of money on this show so, so you, you know the letters you'll occasionally get through from the tv <laughs> license board saying yeah uh make sure you're gonna get a letter through from amazon <laughs> as well saying we've registered that you haven't watched the lord <laughs> of the rings yet <laughs> 
Except it's a drone <laughs> lowering into your house, <laughs> laser targeted at your forehead. Well, it, it's that thing that everyone has. They've got the thing open and they're trying to decide on a show. And they're like moving off Lord of the Rings and then the drone just appears at the window <laughs> until they go back onto it and then it flies away. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of don't want to watch it now, but sure. I probably will. Uh, they've bought MGM. Um, what Amazon Studios Amazon has bought MGM damn I know for a grand oh and we'll have to go and watch these films that MGM put out now because Amazon has spent a lot of money on it so we need to go and watch (laughs) Uh, to be precise this is eight and a half billion dollars so that's more than what Disney paid for Lucasfilm and Marvel Studios combined (laughs) oh wow yeah for a studio that essentially produces James Bond well we we have to see every film twice <laughs> Creed. three times they own Rocky we have to buy popcorn <laughs> from the actual cinema not bring it from home they'll have they'll they'll, they'll essentially own Ro- the Rocky franchise with Creed Tomb Raider Robocop Pink Panther the Legally Blonde movies Silence of the Lambs which came out 30 years ago mm. uh, Hamid's Tale Fargo Vikings there's there's clearly something in there they think is valuable well it's Bond isn't it yeah but even Bond they only release like one film um, they, um, they make a billion at the time at a time are we finally going to get what we, we we said the James Bonds cinematic universe yeah, yeah. they all come out the portal yes like, it's Bond, happening James Bond confirmed <laughs> yeah they here first <laughs> yeah Bond dun 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 James Bond. Bond. <laughs> uh, yeah, exciting. Um, but this, I like. I, I speak to my friend who knows Unlimited. We ought to get him on the show at some point, Jack, if you're listening. Hi. Um, he he knows a lot about this kind of. He he knows a lot about James Bond and stuff. And I like. He says there's some kind of clause in the contract, and I don't know whether this is verified or not. But I I think it's something to do with. I think Amazon wanted to just put No Time to Die straight to Prime. Right, um, but I think there was some kind of clause that MG, like MGM, still might o- might have their own independent distribution di- distribution studio. So they bought the entire studio. Well, no, no. I mean, the, the point is that it is still going to go to cinemas first. Oh, because they can't, even though they've bought the entire studio, they can't override the contract. It must have been some sort of clause or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that so it's still coming to cinemas first, and the. I think the date still is locked in September at the moment, 30th oh, September. Yeah. So, I think that's still probably going to happen. But yeah, who knows? This is this. I think this will be another thing, like with um, with your Lucasfilm and with your Fox being bought by Disney, etc. I think this will be a couple of years till we really see the repercussions of this. But I'd feel pretty confident in saying they'll probably want to use the Bond IP for a few more projects now. Yeah. Um, so even though no, there probably won't be a a portals esque scenario. <laughs> I, I think we will probably be getting a TV show or spin off or something at least at some point. A Q movie, Q movie, where he's just like soldering <laughs> for two hours. No, but they've introduced they've obviously introduced a new 007 in No Time to Die. Like I could, I I feel pretty confident that she might get a spin off. Yeah, probably. 
I mean, that that actor's now dead in the MCU, isn't she? So an M movie, and yeah. then it also links in to an alphabet cinematic universe where it links into the B movie (laughs) Uh, and movie 43 that's in there too did you see that? I didn't see it though I will if it's part of the cinematic universe it's Hugh Jackman he's got testicles on his neck well I think that fit right in (laughs) go watch it if you're listening on Amazon Podcasts go watch the, the new Bomb Cinematic Universe starting with movie 43 yeah. Hugh Jackman's got testicles on his neck so you may remember back in our is either our first or second season we covered the Sonic 25th anniversary show a inc- an incredibly awkward affair which had sound issues really strange performances you talking about our podcast or the Sonic the Sonic <laughs> okay. the Sonic stream <laughs> was fine if a bit a bit, little bit unpolished at the time <laughs> of course we're professionals now <laughs> all polished all the time um <laughs> well it's... that's our that's our tagline <laughs> i'm gonna save that for an intro line one week <laughs> all polished all, all the, the time, time. <laughs> we're just slipping all over Oh, did I ever tell you? This, this is going off topic. This is not gaming news. About the time that we were polishing a bit of furniture in our kitchen growing up. And some of the polish got on the floor. And they obviously moved the furniture out of the way, but no one cleaned up the polish. I came running into the kitchen. Did like a skid, like a car straight into the wall. <laughs> anyway, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. I know him. Who also has to go fast. See what I did there? I brought it back. Uh, so they did the 30th uh, Sonic anniversary this was just a stream announcing what they were going to release and they learnt a few things this time it was pre-recorded although they did obviously stream it and it seems like Sonic's got quite an interesting year ahead of him so I'm just going to go through all the announcements from there because even though it was only a 12 minute video they got quite a lot in there Mm -hmm. so the first thing was that there is going to be a Sonic Symphony they're going to do like the music from the Sonic series. Uh, Rush 40 is going to be there because they've obviously done a lot of music over the years. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to say this thing in general is very strange. Like it seems they're leaning into the fact that, so- well, one, it's a great reminder that Sonic is still a strong franchise. Like, if, like, whilst obviously Mario probably has the better games, like the Mario movie, which we're going to talk about later. Is still in development. The last attempt at a Mario movie was a flop. Whereas Sonic's had a successful movie. He's had like many, many TV shows over the years. He's got another TV show in development with Netflix. He's got another movie in development. He's got another movie in development. So yeah, he's still he's still a big franchise. And then it also reminds us that Sonic sometimes it does stuff for memes. Because um, the first one was that the official... So Sega make Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. We covered this in the podcast. Uh, funnily enough, in 2019, I'm pretty sure. Because it was pre, pre-COVID. pre Oh, right, I see. Oh, yeah, for the 2020 Oh, Olympics. yeah, of course it was, yeah. But this year, Sega were also releasing the official video game of the Olympics. Huh. But as part of it, as part of Sonic's anniversary, they're releasing a Sonic costume for an athlete. Wow. So that you can... If you don't want to play Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, you can play... <laughs> 
the regular Olympic Games and race against actual athletes, but you can be dressed as Sonic. <laughs> so, and it just looks kind of like a dude in a Sonic costume. That I like it. I'm showing Nick the picture. You can um, you can look at look this up online on the stream. Um, Wait, this is this is a oh right okay so it's an add-on to a game that already came out. Yeah, right. But that's not all. <laughs> so, did you, have we ever talked about Two Point Hospital? Yes. Yeah, the theme hospital follow-up. Um, yes. Say say you purchase a developer. Anyway, the next thing that was announced was that there will be Sonic costumes for your patients and doctors in Two Point Hospital and Sonic decorations for your hospital. <laughs> so if you want your... Can you imagine going to see your GP and it's just a dude in a Sonic costume? <laughs> Telling you you've got herpes. <laughs> think, regard, even if he said I was fine, I'd think I was going to die. Just <laughs> uh, so that is, again... <laughs> they should release the... Uh... The initial Sonic design from the Sonic the Movie trailer, <laughs> and they should put that as a, as a as a costume in Two Point Hospital. Well, no, it should be like a um, you know, they it come like they, <laughs> it comes in as the original Sonic design, goes in like the MRI scanner or something, and comes out as the new Sonic design, <laughs> and it's cured and it leaves. <laughs> and then Lost Judgment, which is a game from the creators of the Yakuza series, if you've ever heard of it, I've heard of it. Uh, will have a fully playable version of the Sonic Fighters arcade game in-game. Wow. So in Lost Judgment, if you go to one of the in-game arcades... Wow. You will be able to play the full game, like, remade within the game. That's pretty cool. I remember you could play in, like, if you went to, like, the casino in Pokemon, you could play, like, um... You could play, like, the, uh... Those things. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Well, and in, um... Donkey Kong 64 you could play the original Donkey Kong wow and like they made that in game so it's quite interesting actually um then they showed a a teaser free Minecraft collab which is a massive Sonic head <laughs> okay uh the Sonic mobile game will be getting special stuff for it's uh for this anniversary year and they're adding a Sonic the Hedgehog skin to Resident Evil Village so you can actually Play along the plot and the tall lady. Yeah, character. instead of lady, yeah. instead of Lady D, it appears as Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so that DLC is coming soon too. I mean, that, it, that's that's not accurate, but I'd love it. <laughs> I would want, I want that. <laughs> Unfortunately, that isn't true. What Nick just said isn't true. <laughs> uh, the next announcement was um, they're re-releasing Sonic Colors, a uh, Sonic Colors Ultimate, hmm. which is coming to next gen. Uh, systems this year more colours yeah even more colours they invented colours they invented game. extra colours <laughs> they are compiling all the so this always seems like such a weird thing for them to announce because they do this every single year <laughs> they're re-releasing the first from Sonic up to Sonic CD so Sonic 1 Sonic 2 Sonic 3 Sonic and Knuckles Sonic CD as a compilation pretty sure this gets announced all the time I'm pretty sure you got me this for my birthday <laughs> So, but either way, it'll be it'll be update. Well, it'll be uh, optimized for new systems, I guess, for the controls. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something else for the anniversary. And then they, it's just a weird mix of stuff. Like there's a um, there's an encyclopedia, exactly how they said it. I like it. Of the Sonic series coming out, there is um, coins, commemorative coins. There is uh, new toys. 
the interesting thing was there is sonic jewelry rings no like a necklace no rings that is like a sonic head imbued with jewels no rings surely I mean rings would be the obvious choice <laughs> but no like a choker like a nice ring choker I'd get one of those but the rings are just kind of well they're not really that they're just metal circles really aren't they like the game ones don't rings really vary. are just metal circles Phil that is the whole point of a ring <laughs> yeah but it's not as like, like if you got a metal choker it just looked like a random ring yeah but it's kind of gold or would it be engraved with like Sonic on it yes so I don't know that would be worse and somehow it ta- and it takes you to another it takes you to the mushroom kingdom or whatever as well when, when you wear it that might be beyond the power of regular jewellery but I like your energy <laughs> or it makes the sound effect and anyway <laughs> but at random times whoop <laughs> um, and there was a teaser for the new Sonic game which was Sonic running for a forest which cool well, supposedly there's been some more rumours about that. that. Supposedly it's going to be called Sonic Rangers. Mm. And it's going to be an open world Sonic game. Mm. But uh, I don't really... That's all rumours at the moment. So we'll, we'll have to see in like the, the coming weeks and months. But yeah, it was... As you see, there was some really weird stuff in there. But all, overall, Sonic is, a, is going strongly as a brand. Sonic is going strong. Yeah. It's one of the quotes from the uh, Two Point Hospital. DLC <laughs> he's pulling in there <laughs> um, it wasn't the only live stream this week oh uh, Dragon Quest also had a live stream I keep stream. instinctively looking at your screen well you were hiding yours from me yeah we're sat next to each other yeah and... but I keep looking over and then you I tell can... me and I'm, I'm trying to act not surprised thank you fine I'll do it I've turned my laptop to the back is facing Nick and it's really awkward <laughs> for me to read <laughs> no I'll stop looking Anyway, Dragon Quest had a uh, live stream this week where they announced a remake of Dragon Quest 3 using the graphics from Octopath Traveler, which is like really, cool, really, really nice graphical style. It's mm. something that I quite liked. Uh, they've also shown a teaser for Dragon Quest 12. So Dragon Quest 11 was recent. Well, I say recently. I think it's in the last year or so. Was released on the Switch. It's been released on other systems, uh, and this is like a te- all the teaser was was like an XII but it's like flaming and like looked a bit darker because the Dragon Quest games are usually quite bright and colourful so this looked like it might be a bit of a darker entry uh, the Dragon Quest games is kind of like it's a series that gets recommended to me a lot like one of my one of my friends is playing through Dragon Quest 11S at the moment uh, Hi Luke um, and he's been playing through some of the others and I've when I like there's YouTubers I watch who will recommend Dragon Quest games so it is one of those series that I should really like try at some point. The the character eleven S. Yeah, on the Switch it was released as oh. Dragon Quest eleven S. I thought they'd sort of done like a iPhone thing where they released like a halfway model every Oh <laughs> No, and it's not eleven Zs either. Oh, okay. Um, because that's like a snack. It's the same game but Bite-sized. it gets Siri. I don't know. I don't know. Um So yeah, Dragon Quest twelve looks like it's been a bit darker. And um, yeah, it's been a series that, to be honest, well, obviously the a character got added to Smash as DLC mm. uh, from the Dragon Quest series. But the character, <laughs> do you know the character designer for the series is? No. Uh, so it's Akira Toriyama, the uh, designer f- and well, the the creator of Dragon Ball. 
Ah, yes. Uh, and Dr. Slime. I, I literally could have others. said anything. I had no idea that the Earth, I don't know, like... <laughs> <laughs> the character designer for Earth. <laughs> wow, this game's got great graphics. It looks real lifelike. The wheel. He invented the wheel. He invented the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Ball, yeah. And then finally, it was that wasn't even the last live stream of the week. Uh, last night in one of their state of play live streams you know, that PlayStation does, it's their version of yes. Nintendo Direct. Uh, they were showcasing footage from the new Horizon game, Horizon uh, Forbidden West. That sounds it looked right. Pretty well, it looked pretty nice on PS5 graphics. It had that kind of stereotypical uh, gameplay thing of it looked very scripted and very, you know, just someone riding on a horse and. No, Horizon's are like the mechanical monsters. Like the mechanical animals. Uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah. I just yeah, I just knew the name. I don't know anything about it. Oh, well uh, my sister Vicky's like she played the first game, big fan. Hi Vicky. Nice. So anyway, that was the software. Let's go on to the hardware. Let's let's crank it up a notch. Uh so you remember last episode I was talking to you about the uh Gabe Newell went and spoke to a room full of school children. Yes. And somebody asked him about hardware. Yes. And he gave a rather like strange answer. Well it's there is a rumour that uh Steep that Valve is working on a portable gaming PC. So imagine a switch but Steam. And that's what supposedly there is, is such thing already as a portable gaming PC. Are you thinking of the Switch? I'm thinking of laptops. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but this would be just for gaming. It would be... They're, they're, it's being described as akin to a Switch, but it would play about uh, Steam games. Okay, alright. Uh, and this comes from some data mining on uh, Steam, finding new like code names and different things like that. I mean, like... If reason it, to yeah, it. I mean, it would probably be... I like, mean, they've been talking about Steam machines for a long, long time. It'd be like a quarter of the price of like an Alienware, I guess. Than... Yeah, I mean, yeah, so on one hand, yeah, it would be like cheaper than buying an actual gaming PC. On the other hand, they've been talking about the idea of a Steam machine for a long time and nothing's ever really come about. Mm. So I'm just wondering whether they just always hit some kind of snag, some kind of wall. But it does just link in with that kind of strange quote from Gabe Newell about, oh, watch a space kind of thing. Yeah. Because when he said about his games coming to like console... He didn't mean your console, idiot. He meant his <laughs> console. <laughs> uh, so we could see a Steam machine. Well, we could see a handheld. The Steam Switch. The Stitch. The Stitch. The Sweem. Go, <laughs> go and buy a Sweem. Hopefully it's got streaming so you can watch the Spunk on the Sweem. On the Sweem stream, stream. You can stream Spunk on the Sweem. Yeah. This is why they didn't let us design consoles. <laughs> uh, I didn't come up with Spunk. That's the actual Sony title. Is it, is it always shortened to Spunk? It is? really is. They they came up with that, not me. That's disturbing. Yeah. Uh, but talking about the Switch, uh, there is also fresh rumours about the Switch Pro, which supposedly may launch as soon as September. Mm. Now, this, again, has been something that's been rumoured for a long, long time, but it's been bolstered this week by a listing on Amazon Mexico for a new Nintendo Switch Pro. They don't seem to leak like other things leak, though, do they? Like, with, like, the PlayStation, the Xbox, and, and others, I, I feel like people got a pretty good grasp of its design and capabilities before they released... Hmm. Same with like when you when you look on like Apple products as well, and you can 
you can see what the next phone's going to look like, like half a year before it comes out, kind of thing. Whereas Nintendo, they they tend to just you release stuff, and it's like, oh shit, where did that come from, kind of thing. You can sometimes, if like sometimes people follow patent registrations, and sometimes yeah. we're to glean stuff from that. Yeah. But patents get filed all the time for stuff that never ends up in consoles. People just obviously want to patent it. So. Yeah. Plus, like looking looking at the Switch, you wouldn't. Yeah, like you don't. If you see what sort of pattern for that, you wouldn't be like, "What does that do?" You you wouldn't not necessarily know what that does just from looking at it. I don't know if you 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 can kind of draw the line between the Wii and the Switch hmm. because obviously the Wii U is like the Switch, but you can't use the the controller by itself. Yeah, and then obviously the Switch That's true. and the real yeah like realization of it. Whether you would have guessed holding a Wii U remote like this would be great if I just didn't need that big old bulky console in the corner. Yeah. I think, yeah. Suppose it, well, the the Switch Pro supposedly would just be an up, you know, more powerful Switch. Still go portable, do you think? I I think it loses its USP if it doesn't. Mm. Uh, people are saying they're like, oh, what if there's exclusives for the Switch Pro? And one of my friends did point out to me. Um, but then, what if there isn't? Then what would be the point in going to the Pro? Because I feel like the upscale of the games you already got. Yeah. Like, there, bear in mind, there was no PS4 Pro. Exclusives, no. I don't. Yeah, no, there wasn't. Yeah, and there was, and people were comparing it to the new 3DS. Which did you get a new 3DS? No, you got a 2DS. 2DS, yeah. And that only had one exclusive, right? That couldn't run on the regular. Games ran better on the new 3DS. I was gonna say, but Nintendo aren't like sort of like I don't know. They're not like. I mean, maybe this is the sign of them going in that direction. But like, I thought like the PS4 Pro existed because like. The graphics of the games you got on PS4 were capable of, of more kind of thing. Whereas I feel like Nintendo, you don't really get that kind of like photo. They don't go for photorealism, or for like 4K HDR kind of thing. I feel like it's it's not that market. But maybe that's the direction they're going in. I think it's less that and more. Maybe they just maybe like Nintendo got in the habit the 3DS. And to be fair, Nintendo may be just looking to double dip on their Switch user base because, and this ties into another story from this week, is that Nintendo says roughly 20% of their Switch sales come from households that already have one. Mm. I trace the call. The Switch is coming from inside the house. <laughs> um, so, and that's the thing, is that I think it was a little bit with the... with the dip, you, Like, let's look back. The, the 3DS, you had the Nintendo 3DS... You had the 3DS XL, you had the new 3DS, you had the new 3DS XL, you had the 2DS, you had the different uh, variations and styles of like, see, with game and engravings and whatever. Mm. And I think there was probably quite a lot of people that just had more than one 3DS. This could just be going for that, you know, collector's market as well. Yeah. It's already difficult enough to get a Switch. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if these rumours finally actually come to something eventually <laughs> after all these years stay tuned we'll be covering it on this podcast as we learn more probably extensively extensively uh, and next to pick up on a story that we covered a few episodes ago about uh, Ultimate Team uh, FIFA's kind of uh, microtransaction mode of the loot boxes uh, and how that document leaked saying it was something they're really into and they're like oh we're not that into it and they're like no you're pretty into it <laughs> um, this week 
this this headline kind of explains why they may be wanting to push Ultimate Team because Ultimate Team make up twenty nine percent of EA's business. Whoa! So not just the FIFA bit, twenty nine percent of all of it. Whoa! Holy shit, that's a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, well, okay. So let me clarify a little bit. The Ultimate Team modes appear in more than FIFA. They appear in Madden, NHL, NBA, and UFC. But still, considering they have, what, The Sims, they've got Need for Speed, they've got all these different... Star Wars? (laughs) Yeah, so to think that those Ultimate Team, those loot box-driven modes, account for almost a third of the entire business now. It is absolutely absolutely crazy. I mean, if you want to hear my thoughts on it, just go back to last episode and what I said about... um, how you're kind of just milking the same people for more money and that's just not going to last forever. That's still true. But they um, made a shit ton of money off it. So but they're they, making a shit so ton of money. So they don't really care what you say. And, <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, like, there is... The stereotype is a little bit true that the people that play FIFA every year aren't really playing many other games. So they're therefore they may have a little bit more money to spend an Ultimate Team because yeah. they're not spending it on a v- <clears throat> wide variety of games. Very well, that doesn't account for every... FIFA buyer I'm not trying to like stereotype we but were chatting about this earlier the... as well we were saying because I got I got a switch over the summer over the summer over the spring whenever it was a couple of you months you got ago. it a few months you got few it between months. Christmas and now yeah um, and I I, I, I tried to, I, I haven't played much of Breath of the Wild but I got Breath of the Wild and, and I haven't really sort of delved into it much and we were saying like it's so easy by the time you finish work and, and you want to cook dinner and this that and the other like to just whack on one of those inverted comma like 10 minute games yeah rather than one that's going to just sort of like you you have to commit to the to to the story and everything and and give yourself a couple of hours to immerse yourself whereas you can just go straight in with a a quick 10 minute game of something and and yeah it's just it's easy to, to sort of keep in that cycle isn't it yeah and i think um even pre loot box pre even dlc and things there was a contingent of players that would buy every FIFA every year, regardless, just for the updated team I've, list. I've spent money on player. Rocket. I've spent money on Rocket League on extras because it's the only game I play, and like, yeah, it's only cosmetics and stuff. But like, it's it's yeah, it's kind of if if it's the only game you play, then why not put a little bit of extra in? But yeah, and to be honest, I've um, looked at that for Full Guys because Full Guys yeah. doesn't have many cosmetics and things like that. They've just got a few DLC packs. And if one of those came out that I liked, I would definitely just... You know, mm. it's a few quid. And I've had over 100 hours in that game. It's kind of like... I paid, yeah. what, 15 quid for it, I think, when I got it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely worth just flinging a few quid towards the game you support. Uh, I think there's definitely some practices that are still predatory and I, that I don't support. And I think the, the the only games I tend to go for when there's... Especially when, when there's extra spend is the ones that are purely just cosmetic. Yeah. Like, I did that for Battlefront and I did that for Rocket League. Like... They're they're but the only money you had to sort of have spent was just on cosmetic stuff that that makes your character or your car look a bit cooler, hmm. like or yeah, etc. I I wouldn't I hate this I hate pay to win. Oh, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, and I I hate games hmm. that um have these big flags that go. Why don't you check out the store? Why haven't you checked out the store? <laughs> All of this is available in the store. Yeah, like just feels very predatory. Yeah. Like the thing is, on I, I don't mind it on full guys because whilst the button, like, I never even look at the real button. Like it's there, but it's never really brought attention to, and they're just like, oh, you know, it's if you want to kind of thing. That's nice. Uh, which is a lot better. And also, Rocket League's gone free to play now, hasn't it? 
Yeah, but I got it before that. Yeah. So I had to pay. Yeah. But even so, if it's free to start, I think maybe you can be a bit more willing. The The problem is as well, when it's a game that costs you like £50. Yeah. And then oh, it's yeah. got microtransactions. That, yeah. That, 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 I think, is where you, you can quite rightly get a bit annoyed because you've already paid a lot, you know, a decent chunk of change for that. And that's what Battlefront was going to be when it in, in the sort of months before its release, but... Yeah, the backlash kind yeah. of changed that, didn't yeah. it? So anyway, now we're going on to the headlines of the week. First off, it's that this year, because of obviously the acquisition, Xbox and Bethesda will be sharing a game showcase on June the 13th, 3-3. Rather than having two separate shows, they're all going to, they're going to be each sharing one big tent, which makes sense since Xbox purchased Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have in his column, uh, Sakurai, who is the director of the Smash Bros. series, is saying that he is considering retirement, and oh. he's been doing this column in Famitsu for twenty years as well. So he does a weekly gaming column in a gaming magazine. So he's retired. He's talking about retiring from, from everything. Right. Oh, jeez. Bear in mind, Smash Bros. Ultimate is called Smash Bros. Ultimate, and it's had all this effort getting all the characters in and stuff because it was his, for him it was one last ride. Right. Yeah. The that, man, the man projects. works himself to death. Like he has had to be like dealt with for exhaustion and stuff like that because he works so hard. The he during his lunch breaks, he has the ability to play Smash with one uh, GameCube controller in each hand <laughs> to test the game whilst he has wow. lunch. Wow. I assume somebody else is putting the food in his mouth <laughs> um, using his foot yeah so the man works incredibly hard then retire good yes yeah. do that <laughs> so he's been, he's been in his column uh, most recently he's been pondering retirement we look forward to the next Smash Bros which will probably be a slightly worse cash grab well the thing is, it's very difficult to know where Smash well maybe it'll be a topic at some point once the last DLC character comes out mm. it's difficult to know where Smash can go from here after you've done the ultimate everyone is here everyone that's ever been a Smash is here we've got over 80 different characters bring in all the bonds <laughs> funny you should mention that this is true <laughs> this is true no I don't believe you whatever you're about uh, to say for Smash Bros I can't remember if it was 64 or Melee James Bond was being considered for the roster <laughs> because of the success of Goldeneye on the N64. <laughs> and, and one of the items in Smash 64, the uh, motion sensor mine, is the design from the Goldeneye video game. Really? So there technically is some James Bond stuff it. in Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, so yeah, just a bit of a fun fact for you. So it's not, you know, a million miles away <laughs> from possibility. Uh, have you seen about the game Knockout City? No. It is basically dodgeball. Okay. But like... The I mean, film or the game? The game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but not the video game. This is the video game. Right. But it's based around the game. Okay, gotcha. But it's like in like a city setting and you get like trick shots and things like that. But that came out recently. Uh, published by EA and made by Velen Studios. That sounds fun. There hasn't been really been a sort of dodgeball... A definitive dodgeball game. So I'm... Well, supposedly it's up to 2 million players. Wow. Uh, and it's only shortly after, after At release. Once? Well, may maybe unique in one game. No, that'd be too much. Yeah, I think, I think it's free versus free as a game. So like no. one of the YouTubers I followed did a sponsored video on it. Two million per game, and one of those persons. One one, one person million versus one million. <laughs> no, one one person has to dodge. 
it's 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 that portal scene from Avengers, <laughs> but they're all coming out with dodgeballs. <laughs> we, earlier, when we were talking about MGM, we were talking about Rambo, weren't we? Or was it Rocky? Or was it both? Rocky? Rocky. Anyway, I'm talking about Rambo. Sylvester Stallone. Him. Uh, so, apparently, both Rambo and John McClane are coming to Call of Duty. I know this. They're already there, mate. You need I, to catch up. I'm like behind. My boyfriend plays this game, and I, I looked at it, and the thumbnail had changed, because they changed the thumbnail every like week to try and make it look more inviting. Yeah. Um, and bloody John McClane was on there. And I was mm. like, what's this all about? And it's apparently some sort of 80s action week or month or whatever. Yeah, so... Um, you know, it's another one of those things where it's kind of mixed. Obviously, it's like the way I guess you could say arguably was Smash, or obviously including all the characters. Then it's Fortnite, which is including all the crossovers. Obviously, the Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Thanos. Yeah, and now it seems to be a big thing to have all these massive media crossovers, <clears throat> regardless. Um, but no, it's interesting. Rambo, John McClane. Call of Duty is always taking itself a bit too seriously, in my opinion. So this might help. <laughs> Well, they do like their zombie stuff, don't they? Like, yeah, Zim's been enjoying it. Um, there's like, yeah, there's there's sort of like a Stranger Things riff going on with the '80s kind of zombie action and whatnot. Like, yeah, apparently it's, um, yeah, apparently it's quite fun. Hmm. Um, Rockstar Games has launched their own record label. Of course they have. Yeah. So, this what songs from GTA Five. So it says the label's first record will be called Monday Dreamin'. They, um, own, they own what? They own Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto. And Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. I mean, because they're quite big. Um... Focused on dance music. Okay. Alright, well, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> because they're quite big IPs, I expect quite a few artists will probably sort of want to do their own sort of recordings for that. And then they've got... They've yeah, got... surely they're going to have quite a draw, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. You want to be a... Like, Rockstar Games is still... It's quite a, a cool company to be involved with still, isn't it? Exactly. And and to be honest, that's good because I've never, like... There hasn't been many games where I've been particularly blown away by, like, the soundtracks of. Whereas if they get some cool artists to do some tracks for these, then um, that that would be cool. Like, I, I liked... Um, the opening of the two Spider-Man games like the Mars Morales and, and the Peter Parker games I think they've got some pretty cool tracks in there Jaden Smith did one for Mars Morales well Grand Theft Auto on the radios always licensed music for them is it? yeah so like um, one of the ones I remember I think uh, maybe it's Vice City um, if my brother's listening he'd be able to correct me <laughs> it had um, radio, uh, Video Killed the Radio Star oh, it was one okay. of the things that could just come up on the radio oh, okay that's quite cool so like they, they've always had kind of an interest in like that kind of music I guess so might be quite interesting to see where this goes yeah uh, moving on to Sony so Sony has had to temporarily shut down all its little big planet servers uh, because they've been getting DDoS attacks Hi. by somebody who is not happy with the most recent games so don't do that it's not cool basically is my lesson moving on to the next story I don't really know what Phil just said but no don't do that basically trying to attack the servers so they've had to take them offline to don't protect do, them don't do that yeah uh, did you see that Twitch has added over 350 new tags to that you can add to streams I don't uh, know what this means either but. so when you start a stream you can add different tags like action adventure RPG blah 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 um, but these relate to gender race mental health and uh 
we'll get to it, but hot tubs. So one, so these first ones, is if you wanted to look up specifically somebody, you want to find a streamer who's just like you. Obviously, me and you can't relate to that quite as much because we're both white men. Every streamer is basically... <laughs> well, that is the stereotype anyway. Mm. But say you're like a teenage girl looking for a, a, la- a, a female streamer to follow or like a black streamer or like a Hispanic streamer. or And even this goes as far as to find like a s- streamer who has like ADHD or something that you might be able to relate to more okay and it's kind of this whole push to like representation so if you want to find somebody that looks like you or is you know has similar characteristics you're yeah. going to look to refine your searches on Twitch that way which yeah okay um, yeah okay yeah that's pretty cool I think there's like from my point of view I think there are better ways to do I mean I haven't really gone through and seen how this works but like feel like there might be better ways to sort of do it like a you know how Spotify has like the discover section and it's kind of like music from just sort of people you don't normally listen to I mean I'll say one thing is that it Twitch typically if you go on the ones where it says live now at the side mm. it'll have a few big ones a few medium and a few which have like five followers. okay cool so I think they and do I suppose as, as, you, as you said earlier because the unlike unlike Spotify I guess Twitch as you say probably is the majority is is white men sort of um, streaming I guess you probably do have to put in a bit more work to make it filterable um, unlike Spotify where there's like just sort of millions of all kinds of of people um, yeah producing music like streaming I suppose is probably still quite dominated um, I think it's definitely getting been getting better but and and the very least it gives people a, a ch- if you want to find maybe a new creator who's maybe a bit more in line with you especially if you're aspiring to do that yourself yeah it could be quite useful yeah okay yeah, um, yeah see, but there's see. also the hot tub tag which is for any streams that take place in hot tubs which I didn't realise was a prominent thing but it is apparently there's um, and Twitter has <laughs> had to also amend their <laughs> rules that whilst obviously they've got any things about being explicit uh, they've <laughs> It's written in their rules now that being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you want one day, we'll um. <clears throat> I can now relate to other people in hot. It, like... Follow the Hollow Projectors on Twitch and let us know if you want to still hot tub stream. The hot tub projectors. The the hot hot tub projectors. <laughs> trying to think of some way to put it into Hollow, but it's just not working. <laughs> I just did it the hot tub project that's not really putting it into it that's just saying it yeah, it's got it's phonetically similar fine yeah um and finally to um to wrap up the gaming news we've I usually do weird product of the week but I've split it this week into weird story of the week that is gaming related and cool product of the week which is just something I saw and thought was neat so weird product a uh, weird weird story of the week that is gaming related is that a UK town has installed pot plants and the pots look uncannily like the ones from the Mario series. <laughs> and they are getting complaints from residents because of, they just look out of place. Why are they getting complaints? I think they look fab- fabulous. I think they look great. I think they look amazing. Yeah. Which, where is this? <laughs> so I'm reading the Destructoid story and their final line was... We reached out to Bowser Cooper for comment, but all he offered was, don't vote Tory. 
Warsaw. Yeah, Warsaw Council. Where's that? Uh, near Birmingham. Oh, right, okay. And finally, yeah, Game Builder Garage is coming to uh, Switch, and it's like Mario Maker, but it actually goes into more of the programming. So I'm going to mute this. But, like, let me find a good shot of its trailer. But you get bars like this, so you're connecting what the stick does to the movement. It's <laughs> teaching kids how to program. Oh, oh, cool. And you can make, like, your own games on it. And it seems to be quite varied, because this is like making, like, a UFO shooter game. But I've also seen one which is, like, like a ball for a course game. And the, the best one was for a game called Super Person World, <laughs> which was a 3D platform, like, you know, Mario. So it looks like it's quite a detailed tool. Yeah. And with everything like this, I'm usually just more excited to see what people make from it than mm. the actual tool itself. Uh, I'm not sure if I'd get it myself. It seems like something that requires quite an investment of time. I just don't know if I've got it to really get into it. But I, I'm really looking forward to it. People make really creative stuff in like Mario Maker and Dreams, which is a different uh, one, and Roblox. Mostly Phallus, though. Well... <laughs> <laughs> That might just be you. That's your interpretation. <laughs> People are given freedom and they draw penises. So if you ever see that Nick is streaming Game Builder Garage, <laughs> you know what you're in for if you tune in. Just Nick finding different ways to program phalluses. Or phalli? I don't know. <laughs> so this week we decided we were going to uh, pitch the next c contender for the cinematic universe title. Move over, Kevin Feige. Move over, Zack Snyder. Because it's Super Mario's turn. <laughs> what, he's the producer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to produce, he's going to star, he's going to write. <laughs> Just between you and me. Bit of a diva. Re anyway, release the Mario Kart. That's what I say. <laughs> release the Yoshi Kart. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're gonna pitch our ideas because the movie is coming out. It's from Illumination, who made the Despicable Me movies, the Minion movies. I've seen the first Despicable Me and a bit of the second one. I've seen the first two Despicable Me's and I saw Minions in the background whilst I was doing something else. Did you? Yeah. Mm, what did you think? I didn't like it at all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, see, I quite I like I liked the first two um, Despicable Me's. It's the second one where it's the um, the Villain Academy or something. And some guy has stolen the plan for another gun or something. That's very vague. Oh, I don't know. It's all that kind of shit, isn't it? Um, but it's yeah, the one with the purple minions. Ah, uh, maybe I didn't. Yeah, is Russell Brand in one of them? In two of them? In some I can't of them? remember. Okay. Anyway. So Illumination are making the movie. They made the Grinch, the most recent Grinch movie as well. Didn't see it, but all right. Uh, the one with uh, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch. I think was the Grinch in it, wasn't it? Benny C. Yeah. Is that that what you call him? That's what I'm calling him. Okay, I'm, I'm missing out. <laughs> anyway, let's get to it. Do you have a, a who do you want to go first? Pitching their ideas. I want you to go first. <laughs> so mine, obviously, is going to be kicking off the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe. All right. Uh, although it's going to be like Are you I'm... doing a, a, a Zack Snyder and you're going in with a versus movie like straight away <laughs> <laughs> well to be fair they could adapt the um, the Game Boy Advance game Mario vs Donkey Kong but I'm not going to do do that. you bleed <laughs> you will see this is the big question actually this is the question 
because obviously Charles Martinet does the voice in all the video games but all he's really doing is like sound bites mm. woohoo let's go does Mario talk uh, depends who you ask if you're asking Charles Martinet then not much if you're asking Bob Hoskins then yes quite a lot was it Bob Hoskins it was yeah, yeah. it was um, what Captain Lou Albano as well for the TV show yeah. was there, there was a TV show yeah the Super Mario Brothers Super oh, Show I never saw it I think it's on Netflix oh yeah or and it was on Amazon for a time <clears throat> I'm sure we'd be able to find it if we wanted to anyway so that is your big challenge first off is because if Mario doesn't talk then it's basically the entire movie is an extended video game cutscene or you've got to do like the minions thing where everyone else talks not even necessarily that either um you've got like you've got like your sort of Shaun the Sheep movie and stuff like that where it's kind of basically anything um, Ardman has done which is kind of very or like Minions actually I guess Minions probably so, so Minions it has it has quite an extended opening sequence where it's just a narrator okay and the Minions are doing well stuff. if you're good but then at... when you get into the plot everyone else is talking the Minions are just like oh banana oh okay well if you've got a good writer and, and like like the the Ardman films, then you can you can pretty much do sort of movies on the sort of like like I mean it was the origin of cinema, wasn't it? I suppose cinema yeah. was built on silent movies. If you so could... think it's gonna Mary's gonna be like it's gonna be do 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 yeah it's gonna cut to a black screen of wahoo it's gonna be like Journey to the Moon it's gonna like reinvent cinema. Um. Anyway, so that's kind of the first thing you have to get out of the way in my movie. Mario not only talks he does have he, he, we're returning to the classic which is the Brooklyn accent okay. Luigi alright let's go uh, you're going to make them plumbers then yeah but they're still going to be designed like they are in the games okay That's you bad. just have to imagine that voice coming out of like modern design Mario yeah I should have planned this beforehand this is going to be interesting <laughs> so there was an anime way back in the 80s like well maybe it was early 90s where it was like the origin and it was Mario was sat watching TV and like Princess Peach is like in the TV like oh Mario you need to help me and he actually goes into the TV and that's the Mushroom Kingdom he actually goes into the game and that is like the origin back in this like old anime we're going to kind of riff on this a little bit so we get we are going to start start in modern Brooklyn is this like Jumanji style like the, the most recent Jumanji movies no because it's not a curse it's a gift yeah, but they in in that they it's kind of Mario's kind of like a pre-established thing, and they well well that world is like a pre-established thing, and they go into that world. Yeah, yeah. So the Mushroom Kingdom exists, and he gets stuck in there, and he becomes, yeah. he becomes the legend of known as Mario kind of thing. Yeah, so Mario is a big-time plumber in New York. Cast. He was cast as Mario for the yeah. live-action bits. Um. <laughs> got it it's just... and the voice obviously when they're inside as well Chris Evans Chris Evans yeah and Tom Holland as Luigi what are you talking about I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke there and say I don't mean Chris Evans the movie star I mean Chris Evans the radio one host, but <laughs> I was like no one wants that <laughs> what's wrong with my... What's wrong with Chris Evans being a plumber? You think he wouldn't do it? No! He doesn't look like a plumber. That's 
just stereotyping that. It's is. not. If anything, I'm just stereotyping Chris Evans and that he's he's too handsome to be anyone. Well, he's not being sucked into the video game yet. Right. Oh, see, he he becomes an exaggerated Italian pl- like chubby plumber when he goes into yeah, the video yeah. game. Okay. Is that not a bit? Is that not a bit wavy? Well, you're the one making it weird. <laughs> <laughs> The audience will just recognise that's Mario now. <laughs> but it's like just full on Chris Evans just like plumbing at the beginning and then yeah. people are supposed to say that. It's not even in like red and blue overalls. Does he just... have a tash? No. <laughs> How do people know it's the same guy? Because <laughs> he tells everyone my well, name when is he Mario. Go, when he... Oh okay right. And then when he goes in the video game he says I was Chris Evans five minutes ago. Now I'm... <laughs> well, no, he does that thing where he walks over to a, a patch of water. And he looks in the reflection. And it's, it's Chris Evans. Is it 8-bit water? No, because this is like the modern... This is still the modern graphical style, like, you know, like from Odyssey, from Rabbids. Oh, okay. But he, he has to get to the water before he realises that he's in a... Yeah, well, the thing is, if you can... Obviously... Incredibly saturated world with, like... Nissing. Well, it's the same as like you know you see it in like the trailer for Space Jam Two and stuff. It's the oh, look okay. at the hands, like the <gasps> oh Space Jam, Mamma Mia, because that looks so good, doesn't it? Space it, Jam Two, it doesn't, but yeah. <laughs> to be fair, this movie's not off to a great start. <laughs> I mean, you've got the star power, Chris Evans and Tom Holland. It's most of your budget already, isn't it? It is, and then Tom Holland, um, he doesn't come in yet. He's he's looking. So there's a bit of a B plot where it's Tom. Oh, so Holland. he wasn't a human. <laughs> no, Tom Holland is in the in New York. Okay. He's looking for Chris Evans. All right. So he's his he's brother's like, gone missing. Yeah. And he's like, have you seen my bro? He's going Mario, which in his <laughs> in his yeah. Italian accent. Yeah. And because presumably, what are the police? The police aren't bothering investigating this, so he goes and investigates it himself. Yeah. All right. Because Mario is missing. That's the first video game reference okay. to the geography game that Mario did. Okay. Um, this has really gone off the rails quick. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Mario sees Peach, voiced by Aquafina. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it's just love at first sight, even though she is like a cartoonist blob. And they start talking. Obviously, Bowser has to pop out of somewhere and kidnap. <laughs> and Bow- and then, like, Peach is like, Mario, you have to save me. And he's like, okie dokie. I'm trying to do a Chris Evans. Uh, you know, he still sounds like Chris Evans. Okay. Um, and then the rest of the, like, the movie is, like, his different challenges. Like, he has to go up against, like, Bowser's kids big moral dilemma for him because it's like children <laughs> well he has to beat up some children that's what happens in the games and then you suddenly you, you match cut to the real world and it's just Chris Evans just beating up children <laughs> this isn't taking place in the real world yeah I know so. but, well okay alright <laughs> uh, but then um, so then obviously the the You've got your Ray plot, which is Chris Evans making his way through the Mushroom Kingdom, bringing Toad on board. He has like there is like you you see Donkey Kong watching from a distance, but he's not in this movie. He's just watching. From oh, a you're distance. teasing the next one. Yeah, 
and there is like a scene where uh, Mario is... Do you is... say fine, I'll do it myself at the end? <laughs> no, we haven't got to the end. Um, and there is a scene of like Mario adventuring through Yoshi's Island as well. So you see a group of Yoshis right. and stuff like that. There's... So he is travelling all over our established, our established Mario land. And then it's... Uh, he gets like Bowser's castle and Bowser like traps him in this like, arena and it's like boom boom which is like the one with like the massive arms and it's like swinging the arms and out of like the side comes the green overalls and the bonk on the head and it's Tom Holland <laughs> not animated <laughs> of course he's animated that'd look weird stop making my pitch sound silly <laughs> and he's like I'm here for you bro and he's like thank you bro and they oh so he's still got the English accent he's doing the accent he does in Spider-Man where he sometimes tries to sound like he's from Brooklyn and it doesn't sound convincing at all <laughs> um, and then Tom Holland on his way over managed to find like a superstar and it's like powers up Mario and he beats Bowser and frees the princess it's a very simple story okay but it just sets up the world and then it's on like the way back because they came in for a warp pipe but on the way back they see a different they get the warp pipes mixed up basically and they go through this warp pipe and they don't change back from being Mario and Luigi but they pop out in this big field and that's just where the, the movie cuts to black in the real world or in the animated world no this is the thing and then you get the credits and then after the credits it's like they're still the same animated Mario and Luigi but they look more out of place this, this world looks like it's a bit different and then a horse comes up with someone riding it and the horse whinnies you know yeah. and there's someone in a cloak and then they put it back and it's Link but it's um Timothy Chalamet sure <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say Orlando Bloom but he's getting a bit old for that <laughs> Because he played Legolas, and I was thinking that he could look similar to Legolas. He's like 50. Yeah, he's a bit aged out of it. <laughs> Let's say Timothy Charlemagne then. And he's, but he's Link. Obviously Link is mute. So he just kind of stares, yeah. and it cuts to black. And that's, that's, that's kind of, it's leading into your Legend of Zelda movie, but the Zelda, the Legend of Zelda movie will also take place prior. The Zelda-verse. Yeah, so Mario and Luigi aren't in the, the the first Legend of Zelda movie. Right, okay. This is just like how they're all eventually meeting up for the Smash Bros. movie. Right, okay. Yeah. Would you watch that? Probably would. Yeah, see? That's <laughs> the thing. You make fun. I'd watch that. you watch that. It's got the star power, so a lot of people would watch that. And it's still not as weird as the original Super Mario Bros. movie. That's true. Yeah. It's actually kind of, You know what? I could actually see that kind of happening, because it's like... It's a bit of an antithesis to the original Super Mario movie, isn't it? Yeah, this one is actually just... You're back to basics. It's got that first bit that takes place in the real world to try and be like the, oh, look at this, it's mm. the real world. But then it just basically goes to Mario basics as soon as you get into the I life. would definitely... Right. My so this, this is your pitch. Let, I me, would, let me poke holes in your pitch. I would me. definitely avoid any... like Because I, I think that was such like a 90s, noughties thing to do, which is like... If you're adapting something, you can't possibly just put it in that world to begin with. You have to be like, oh, well, there's a character who ends up in that world kind of thing. So I'd skip all that. I'd just make, I would just make the movie that takes place in that universe to begin with. 
you don't have to you, I don't I wouldn't want to start it with like what if the world was actually 8 bit I I just well the regular world isn't 8 bit it just had well, yeah, just a magic you know I, mean? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have the Jumanji effect where they just go for a portal and end up in there. I'd just have it... You know how they've tried to do some movies in the past and it's like, yeah, they do all that kind of like travel through one world to the other. Yeah. And then they've usually flopped so that then they just redo it and it's like, let's just make it as it kind of was intended. That's how I'd do it. I'd just go in and you're in the Mario world. So first off then, you're casting? Um, well, I haven't said who, who if it's a specific Mario movie yet. might not be. Are you going to go what into a different character first? Are you going to be planning out your universe a bit more than me? Maybe. Well, are you going to start with like? I'm starting with Wario. Oh, okay. It's just called Wario. <laughs> Movie. Is it? I've, I'm casting it... Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I was literally about to say that. That's, that's Wario. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the poster. Is Joaquin Phoenix dressed in like gritty, realistic Wario clothes? No, this this is animated. And then, and then the the tagline is just "He's a gonna win." <laughs> no, I'm not casting Joaquin Phoenix. I am. I think I would start with Wario. You know what? There needs to be another Wario Land game. It's completely unrelated to any of this. There needs to be another Wario. Land I'm game. starting with a Wario game, and I'm casting. Um. Timothy Charlotte no I'm not I'm casting Danny DeVito yeah yeah fuck it I'm casting Danny DeVito no I'm casting Jesse Plemons what has he been on quite a few things okay he's up, he's up there he's in like the Oscar nominated category he's like up there now so this is something that he'd want to do mm, yeah yeah well no um, he did. He did Game Night. That was quite a trashy film. He enjoyed. He, he, he looked like he was having fun in that. He was really good in that. I'm casting Jesse Plemons. He's Wario, and it's it's a sympathetic origin story of his of his villainous ways, and it's going to be a bit like the it's going to be a bit like the Spunk, the Sony Pictures universe of Marvel characters. In yeah. that you see passing references to a great Italian plumber in newspapers and stuff but you never actually see him yet yet uh, so it's just Wario and he's always jealous because he's he's a local plumber as well but no one will hire him because there's what Mario is like a celebrity plumber and is Waluigi in it? not yet okay. oh okay maybe not in this film he'll get a different film he's Joaquin Phoenix he's more like Joaquin Phoenix kind of <laughs> character I think <laughs> So <laughs> he's a he's a business he's a he's a he's a he works for himself as a plumber he's a self-employed plumber but no one will hire him because because Mario's a super plumber basically Mario's getting all the work so Wario is depressed and he turns to a life of crime um, because he can't get any plumbing gigs um, and at the end of it he sort of is a kind of sympathetic protagonist so he has to fight Bowser because Bowser Bowser owns a gang which is he owns a gang he owns a gang he's a gang leader and that gang is taking apart people's plumbing and it's why I don't know I'll get to that (laughs) and Wario has to go and take out Bowser does he get his like classic shoulder barge move yes Okay, then that's fine. I'm in, on board. 
does he say oh, am I going to win at yeah. any point yeah but Wario gets taken out during this fight and guess who bloody sweeps in and beats Bowser is it Mario it's Mario and then Mario gets all the bloody credit again even though Wario who, who plays Mario uh he pops in and he's voiced by the original voice actor he which Charles Martinet yeah so he's going like what yeah he, he barely gets any lines basically Wario's like struggling and it's that final kind of heroic climax and Wario like gets himself up and he's ready to fight Bowser again and then Mario just pops in and goes woohoo and just knocks Bowser out <laughs> in one and then everyone's celebrating Mario and um Wario's really disappointed and obviously like gutted because he was the one who, who even tried to take Bowser out in the first place. So Wario slumps off to the bar or whatever. In the bar, who does he meet? Waluigi. Ah. Um, and they chat and they say, you know, we should hang out more. And Wario says, yes. Credits. <laughs> okay. I'm just imagining like this this Oscar worthy speech from Wario like I've always hated you <laughs> you 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 come in and you take my dignity I wanted to fight this fight my, and it's like this really beautiful speech because don't you have anything to say Mario and Mario just goes okie dokie <laughs> and then runs away <laughs> well my my point of view was he doesn't even interact with Mario or Mario doesn't even interact with him so he's like getting up and he's like ready to fight again I could do this all day kind of thing um, and then like yeah Mario just pops in from the side book, and then pops out exit stage right and then Bowser's just taken out and it kind of more. establishes as well for your later movies just the power that Mario has exactly as well. yeah for like and so yeah I think that's something that could continue in that like uh, I'm going for something more in, in line with maybe like the boys uh, or, or Invincible in that kind of like are the heroes really that good, or are they incredibly overpowered and could mm. could destroy us like that? Mario is is like the Homelander in this situation. He could just he could turn on us like that, yeah, and destroy everything. Mushroom Kingdom. That's my story. Yeah. <laughs> Although now you've said that, I kind of just want the cast of It's Always Sunny to be cast instead. <laughs> so you've got like, uh, what was it Charlie Day as Mario? <laughs> uh, was it Glenn? Um, you know who I mean? Who plays Dennis as Luigi? <laughs> you've got um, what Dan- Danny DeVito as Wario, yeah. and uh, Rob McElhenney as Waluigi, and it's just. <laughs> It's just the rivalry between the two sets of brothers. See, I feel like you're on board with this. I'm on board with that thing. I just I, that is probably my favourite pitch of the three pitches. <laughs> the one I've just said half-heartedly, <laughs> just because I'd want to see da- uh, Danny DeVito hamming it up as Wario. <laughs> but I'm all about this kind of this the the thing they're doing. It's the trendy thing to do at the moment, isn't it? You go for your anti-hero. You say, "What if the heroes aren't all heroes?" Mm. That's trendy. The only guy I haven't cast is Bowser. Oh yeah, he played Bowser. Also, Danny DeVito. <laughs> 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 no. Um, what about like a? What about like an Idris Elba? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the end, as as Mario smugly kind of like beats Bowser as well, he just exits screen right, and he just goes and 
gives Peach a good old smooch and, and then they they both bugger off and War and Wario's just there like what a prick. Oh I missed. <laughs> um have we nailed it? I think so. <laughs> I mean it's one of those things that get joked about, but I would I don't know. It's a difficult one when you come to like oh like a Nintendo cinematic universe because one it's the whole point of Smash is that these games typically don't go together mm. I think it'd be very strange I think this Mario movie will like I, I can see Nintendo if this Mario movie doesn't go well I can see Nintendo getting spooked and going to like another 20 years without another one <laughs> give it to the guys did you see the Mitchells versus the Machines oh well give it to Miller and Lord and, and the, yeah the Sony Pictures animation they're yeah. good. They're really good. Oh yeah, I I would watch that in a heartbeat. They made Spider Verse and then they made Mitchell's Verse of the Machines. Yeah, and no, they're a safe pair of hands. Yeah, and 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 obviously uh, Lord and Miller did the, the um, Lego movies as well. Yeah, honestly, like pretty much a hundred percent hit rate. Just give it to them. Yeah. There we go. That's that's all we need to pitch. That that was actually yeah. Should I just cut out the last thirty minutes? <laughs> Scrap both of our, our ideas and just give just it. Give to it. Them. Give it to Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, with that animation studio. Yeah. Yeah. Done. And we'll see you for the Metroid movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's gonna do us for another episode of the Cynical Optimist podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Hollow Projectors. You can follow me at Hollow Phil. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Hollow Projectors. You can follow us on Twitch at Hollow Projectors. On YouTube, we are the Hollow Projectors. We have the discussions from these episodes that go out every so often. Um, we also have scripted content that's coming out. Nick is working on a video about the Mandalorian. You said that for the last three episodes. <laughs> it will come out. Uh, I be fair I've also said this I'm working on a video about Fall Guys <laughs> uh, which I, I said to Nick I need to finish now because I've got uh, footage of me winning some games we, we've got uh, Beggar's Cannon coming later this year uh, we have well you can follow this on any kind of podcast app if you're following it on a podcast app leave us a review and a rating because it really does help maybe not after this episode <laughs> especially after this episode <laughs> Uh, we have I think that's most things if I'm missing anything you can go to the link tree which is in my at hollow Phil twitter bio and that has a link to everything we're involved in it's quite a lot we're quite busy bees which is good I like it I'm having fun um, <laughs> next time uh, obviously let us know if there's anything you want us to cover but most likely because we always have a bit of um, we always see what's in the news close to the time most likely we'll be going over the fallout from the Epic versus Apple case because after three weeks it seems like the evidence giving has stopped so basically as long well it, it depends if in the next two weeks there is a judgement we'll be covering it if not we may do something else because we want to kind of cover the broad strokes and then talk about if because the, the thing is this judge this judgement could have ramifications for both uh, the the tech industry and the gaming industry, so it mm. could be quite a big thing to cover. It may be the judge just tells the two big multi-million-pound companies to get a grip, which, to be fair, would be would be a pretty good conclusion as well. Or maybe we'll just watch Army of the Dead. Woo! Restore the Snyderverse. Hashtag Restore the Snyderverse. Um, am I forgetting anything? Um, no. Good. 
Uh, with that, we will see you in two weeks for another new episode of the Cinecoptimus. Well, you'll be happy to know we'll be in separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Phil. I've been Nick. We'll see you next week. We're sorry. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ending an episode with we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>